Hello, this is Jesse Weiler for Adoramus Bulletin. On today's episode, I speak with Jeremy Priest, who is the Director of the Office of Worship for the Diocese of Lansing, Michigan, as well as the Content Editor for Adoramus Bulletin, about his recent Bible review on Ignatius Press's new Bible. Now, this is a brand new Bible. It is a note-taking and journaling Bible, incredible new product. If you want to read the entire review on adoramus.org, the title of the article is Ignatius Press Bible Offers Something Ever Ancient, Ever New. Without further ado, another Adoramus interview. Hello, Jeremy Priest. How are you doing today? Jesse Weiler, I am doing fantastic. How are you? I'm, I'm great. I'm, I'm very excited to talk about this, this article that uh, you did a review of the, the new Ignatius uh, Journal and Note-Taking Bible. And uh, first and foremost... What, what, how did you find out about this project, and what kind of led you to be interested in it? Well, uh, ironically, uh, not ironically, I'm, we are in the midst of doing, uh, it's, called the, it's called the BYOB, so there, there's a, a, a uh, hook for you. Uh, our bishop has, has it in his mind and on his heart that the the Bible is the place for us to start in terms of discipleship training, discipleship formation. And so right before uh, Pope Francis named the third Sunday of Ordinary Time the Sunday of the Word of God, it was in August or September, the bishop walked into our director of evangelization's office and said, he put the Bible on his desk and he said, what do you think about the Bible as our as our discipleship formation program. And our director was kind of speechless. He was like, what do you mean? <laughs> and he's like, well, just that, reading the scriptures as, as the way God forms our hearts and forms us into uh, followers of Jesus. And so we started down this road. And then a month later, Pope Francis names the third Sunday of Ordinary Time, Sunday of the Word of God. And, uh, and we just started rolling forward. So a year later or so, this past uh, December, starting with Advent, we started the Bishop's Year of the Bible. And um, as we were starting this, I saw this come across uh, my email from Ignatius Press saying, we're putting out the Revised Standard Version, Second Catholic Edition, Ignatius um, note-taking and journaling Bible, and I, I thought this would be fantastic. Uh, not only as a resource for me to use in this next year, but also a resource for us to highlight. So actually it started us down a road where um, I got a hold of Ignatius, and they very generously gave uh, us the rights to send out a chapter of the RSV2CE to each one of our subscribers. Wow. For this, and we have had t over twelve thousand people subscribe Whoa. to our bishops here of the Bible. That's great. So now, does BYOB yeah. mean bring your own Bible or bring your own bishop? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not bring your own okay, bishop. Okay, got it. <laughs> um, but it's it's uh, uh, bishops here of the Bible or Boyer's here of the Bible, um, however you want to slice that, but. Uh, but yeah, the hashtag BYOB is um, not a hashtag generally you want to follow 
followed uh, down the rabbit hole. Um, yeah, that's so. That's so this is an good. interesting concept. I think uh, from a, from a Catholic standpoint, um, you know, scripture study is not always maybe the first place to look to when you're when you're looking at uh, you know getting educated in your faith, and um, obviously it should be a, a, a great source for us. But I can say, you know, from my personal experience, and I could probably speak for a lot of Catholics too, the idea of writing in a Bible just seems like sacrilege to me. Like, it seems like that's the Word of God, and uh, you're, you're meant to read it and kind of absorb and meditate and think upon it, and then put the Bible down and go try to live that out or try to, you know, make that a part of your life. Now, from a learning standpoint, I definitely think being able to, you know, inscribe some of the things that you're thinking, definitely, that helps the learning process, and it helps that encounter with Christ, because Christ is the Word. And so it's it's nice to do that, but I think a lot of us are scared to do that. So how do they build this format, uh, maybe to kind of bypass some of those initial qualms? <laughs> right, yeah, that's a good point. Um, well, I mean, first of all, they... they they uh, give you a lot of marginal space. So if, if you have some qualms on that, um, that's perfectly fine. Uh, they give you space along, along the edge, lined space that you can write in. So you're not actually writing on the biblical text, you're writing on the margin uh, that it gives you to, to write in, which quite frankly is, is a long standing Catholic tradition. So, um, the uh, the the medieval tradition had this basic Bible commentary. It was called the Glossa Ordinaria, mm-hmm. and it was little little annotations along the side of these many medieval Bibles, in which they would write quotations from the Church Fathers, um, little things to remember about what this passage actually means. Um, yeah, and and that passed along a huge portion of tradition to us that people have been praying and and uh, uh, reading the Bible with for centuries and centuries and centuries. So this is this is in a long Catholic tradition of um, writing and commenting on literally to some extent on sacred scripture, at least on the sacred page. So I want to go back to this idea of using this as your principal discipleship program. Now, mm. back in Jesus' time, there weren't any, um, you know, praise and adoration nights. There weren't encounter nights with Christ. There, they, they definitely did scripture studies because we see Christ breaking open scripture a number of times uh, with people. So that's something that was the same. But, you know, for modern times, how are we supposed to draw into uh, a discipleship uh, in a uh, relationship with people if, uh, you know, we're, we're so far removed historically in, 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 a, in a chronological way. Mm. Yeah, I mean, a huge part of, of understanding this as a means of discipleship formation is that, uh, I mean, the Bible is the living word of God. So it, it at the same time, as Peter Crave would say, at the same time as we're reading it, it is reading us. Um, be careful, he says, because it's alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and literally it is. Um, God's word, uh, if, if you went to Mass today, we had Isaiah, is it 55? 
Um, my word shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish uh, the task for which I have given it, right? Mm -hmm. um, God's word is living and effective. Uh, and so we really believe that and we trust in that. And we, we trust that as, as people are sitting down with God's word, um, they are giving themselves to, to reading that, that the word itself will start forming them. And not just, uh, I mean, from the outside is one thing. So uh, as we read God's word, we start to form a different way of looking at the world, um, looking at the world with God's eyes, reading God's story um, and seeing the meaning he put into the world when he created it. So part of, partly it's, it's forming our way of looking at the world and seeing everything. Um, but then also it's it's forming our interior heart so that we're we're open to hearing the Lord's voice, um, however He would speak to us uh, from the scriptures. From um, honestly, I, I have a lot of uh, from my younger days a lot of praise and worship uh, songs in my head, and I'll hear something, and um, it'll it'll call to mind one of those maybe other scripture verses that were put to song and um, it'll call to mind one of the Psalms I've been praying every day in the liturgy of the hours. Um, but it, 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 the Lord uses all these things to draw us more deeply into um, how he wants to form us. So, you know, we're talking about the word being the living word. And here mm -hmm. we have this opportunity to be able to impart, like you said, you know, Christ being able to read us through what we're feeling and thinking. So to me, it just seems like if the Word is a living Word and then we're able to kind of impart or illuminate what we're feeling or what we're going through onto that page, it only mm. furthers that model of the living Word. I mean, do you think that's what they were really going for here? Oh, oh, yeah. Um, right, so so yeah, as you're, as you're reading and it's forming us, um, as we're as we're jotting down what the Lord has put on our hearts, uh, I I think I think it's really meant to help us to inform the world from what He's been been giving us. So as we as we're writing down there things that things that He's doing in us, um, yeah, uh, it's interesting. The the bishops here of the Bible we've just started doing different things with it, and one of our one of our uh, realizations was that uh, we have we have people from all over the diocese doing like a, a reflection on the daily reading. Um, might be two minutes long. That's it. Um, but one of our one of our uh, artists said, "You know what? A lot of these a lot of these chapters, these passages, are inspiring songs." you know people writing songs they're inspiring artwork like we we have some amazing artists in our diocese we have two major universities in our diocese we have all sorts of incredibly talented people both intellectually and, and artistically like let's let's hear some let's hear what the lord is doing uh not only in terms of spiritual reflection but in tangible um artistic creativity and yeah so it's 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 been quite a road just to witness that in how we're carrying this work out 
Now, we all know that uh, we're, the divine word is inspired word. Um, and yes, I don't, I don't think anything that I would write in the margins of this Bible would necessarily make it into any type of uh, church father's document. But is there something there to say that, you know, what, what I'm able to reflect upon and maybe write in my notes in the margins here while reading sacred scripture, there, there has to be some inspiration there too, right? I mean, I, I would think so. Um, one, of my, one of my friends, one of his greatest treasuries is uh, the Bible that his grandfather uh, had for his whole life. And his grandfather wrote in that thing and like prayers he had on his heart, um, insights he had, all sorts of things. And so uh, my, friend, my friend opens up that Bible and thumbs through it a lot, especially when he's praying over something difficult and, and uh, it, it has so much to give to him, um, but um, to pass on to our friends and our family as, we, as the Lord puts, puts words on our heart. Um, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. And the other thing too is the con- the connection here, but then also how multifaceted the Word of God is. Because I mean, I think you would agree with me. I think everybody would agree with me. You, you know, you're reading the let's say the Prodigal Son today versus you reading the Prodigal Son ten years ago. Mm. It's going to be totally different. And dare I say, you might be you might feel a little jealous that this guy got to come back into the kingdom when you were younger. But now you kind of understand humility and you understand. Wow, I I really I've really messed up. I need to be I need to know God's mercy in a way that maybe the prodigal son knew God's mercy. And so there's this other thing where now let's say you you go through this and you write your notes and then you can come back to it later and you can see where you were at that point. You can see like you said if somebody else is writing notes like your like grandfather or something and everything's connected. Everything is connected. Um, you know, whether you're a saint or, you know, uh, Joe Schmo in the pew. And I love that there's this real intimate reality and connectedness with Scripture that maybe we wouldn't take an opportunity to encounter before. Yeah, it, it draws us back into the story at different points in our life in such a way that, it, that, that we, can see, we can see those points. Um, where, whereas... You know, I was just thinking in the pew, like, how many times have I heard this reading on this Tuesday in Lent uh, when I've sat down in the pew? But um, I don't bring I don't bring my Bible with me uh, into that pew, and um, it and and that that might very well be be fine and proper that I'm that I'm hearing the word in the pew. That might be fine and proper, but it, it struck me. What what was I thinking and feeling ten years ago uh, when I when I was hearing this passage uh, being read and what sort of fulfillment was on my heart then um, mm-hmm. the the power of the word accomplishing God's purpose um, yeah and this this Bible really really allows the possibility of of going on maybe a little bit deeper than than another Bible that has a margin that's probably, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, two centimeters or something. And th- that's actually my, my last question, because towards the end of your review here, you talk about those who do Lectio Divina and how, how much of an aid this is for those who 
want to process Scripture in that way and who want to pray in that way. Can you speak a little to uh, how, how much this improves that experience? Yeah, I mean, as you're, as you're doing Lexio Divina with this Bible, um, I can just speak personally from my experience. As I'm, as I'm going through, I actually do write down words that are really striking out, striking me and phrases that are, that are sticking with me. And, and sometimes I, I don't have a deep sense of what the Lord is doing with that specific word, but I write them down. And um, even it's, it's funny, I've been, I've been doing our bishops here of the Bible, but also um, the uh, Father Mike Schmitz. Uh, oh, the Bible uh, in a Year podcast. Yeah. Bible in a Year, yeah. So I've been doing both of those sort of simultaneously. And uh, I've, I've gone over various passages more than once. Um, and it, it's interesting to go back over those and see, oh, I wrote this down last time and that word, whereas last time it didn't strike me, this time it does. But I can see that, that it made an impact on me before. Um, and those that spiritual fruit can really be cultivated and it can be uh, gone back to again and again, um, and you can see you can see the fruit that the Lord has been given, uh, giving you over time, um, and in, in that way, it's it's really invaluable in terms of the spiritual life and the uh, the growth in discipleship that it can can really witness. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's an enduring gift. Um, now I. I Ignatius was very generous, and they they sent me this Bible, um, and uh, I did the review and everything like that. But I I think this is going to be the Bible I'm praying with for a long time. Wow. Um, yeah. So and, it, and there's I mean other than the biblical text and the margin, there's nothing special about it. Like there's no amazing notes inside. There's no colors for the time periods. Like. Uh, mm-hmm like the Ascension Press one or anything like that, but it's it's set up to to read and to take in um, and to, to, to bring forth what the Lord wants to put on my heart. So uh, very valuable. Well, excellent. Thank you, Jeremy, so much for your time here and your ability to you know process this information and, and help us out, uh, us other uh Christians and trying to to do better by ourselves and to really understand and know Christ through the Word, through through His Word, and uh, so we appreciate that. And uh, if people want to read this article, they can go to autoramus.org and check it out. Thanks again, Jeremy. Really appreciate it. Yep. God bless. God bless.